Welcome to Federal Sense with your friendly HR guy. Hello, this is your friendly HR guy again. Uh, this is part three of talking about the unions. We're going to go over Weingarten meetings. Weingarten meetings, uh, it's pretty much the employee has the right to a union rep if you're asking questions. Now, as a new supervisor for the federal government, this is going to sometimes pertain to you. Uh, if you're asking employees questions because you're considering discipline or you want to know more about some incident, they have a right to a union rep, but you really, you're not a cop. You don't have to tell them about their rights. Uh, the statute requires that the agency tell an employee about their rights once a year. So you, generally that's an email that goes out. Um, I would say consult your master labor agreement, your CBA, your collective bargaining agreement. There might be different requirements for each uh, agency or union. I've worked in agencies where you know, you had to give them a paper that listed their Weingarten rights and they had to check, yes, I want a union rep or no, I don't want a union rep. And the paper had to have the scheduled meeting on it. And, you know, to me, this is actually handy because there was no gray area, you know. Um, but as the statute, you know, um, listed, you don't have to tell them when, when um, you know, they're about their wine garden rights. Um, but generally, you have to kind of tell them you're doing an investigation. And this is that good faith thing of, you know, you you walk in to their their area and you start asking them questions in kind of a nonchalant way. This can look like bad faith, you know. Hey, where were you? Uh, you know, at 7:30, you were supposed to be here at 7:30. Where were you? It, it almost seems like you're just asking about their day when, in in reality, you're. Uh, thinking about disciplining them for being late, you you can do that, but to me, it's it's not worth it because if if you're trying to, um, you know, kind of do that gotcha stuff, you're gonna end up creating that contentious relationship that you want to avoid, and and it's something that I've I hear a lot from managers that. You don't. You you have this com kind of conflict, and I think it starts with doing tricks, you know, and and avoid that as a manager. Um, so generally, if there's an incident and you need more information, you know, not every incident requires a Weingarten meeting, uh, an actual investigation where you ask questions. Sometimes you have everything you need to you know d to to prove a charge, and. An investigation, yeah, it would give them their side of it, but it's not required to prove the charges. You have enough evidence. Now, some some labor agreements say that you will do an investigation to give the employee their side. So you would say, you know, I'm scheduling an investigatory meeting related to, to last week's incident. And some master labor agreements say you have to do that within 15 days of the incident. Uh, some master labor agreements say... You know, you, you have to do it and give them a chance to tell their side. Um, so as a, a new manager, you, you want to read that part because it's going to come up where you want to do discipline. You might be required to do a few things before you do discipline. Um, call your HR guy. They, they'll usually break down that 
that um, requirement. But you know, if you don't have that requirement and you have everything you need and you meet those elements for the charge, I I say don't give do the investigatory meeting because it's it's time consuming, and really you're just going to get a lie if if they're going to lie to you. Uh, or they'll admit it and say they're sorry, and now they expect you to let it go. To me, if you have the charge and you think you know the incident is worth doing discipline, and you have you know the evidence you need, just just do the discipline, and they'll have that. If you're doing a suspension, they'll have that reply period to give kind of their side of it. But it's a it, you know there's there's give and take there. Sometimes it's good to do an investigatory meeting if you need more information, or you really just don't know what happened. Um, but there, you know, sometimes that ends up making it worse. Um, so know this: you don't have to do an investigatory meeting. You don't have to give the employee their rights. You know, barring some kind of requirement in the, in the master labor agreement. Um, you know, if they're not a covered employee, if they're like a supervisor or some non. You know, they're not part of a, a bargaining unit, they're a non-bargaining employee, then um, you don't have to tell them about their rights. Now, if in the interview they request a union rep, then you got some options. You can either stop the interview. Um, you can say, you know, all right, we'll, we'll schedule this for tomorrow. Or And some master labor agreements speak on the time frame. You know, some of them you need a week. Um, a union needs a week notice. Sometimes it's two days, so you got to look into that. So the option is, okay, we'll reschedule this. Um, the other option is to tell them, look, if you want to give your side of this, now's the time. I'm not rescheduling it, so I'll just cancel the meeting. So do you want to continue without a union rep, or do you want to just not have uh, this investigation? That's an option because it's not required. And, and let's say the master labor agreement says you have to do an investigation to give the employee their, their, their side of it. Well, you could say, and again, it, it depends what the agreement says, but, you know, it, it's, it behooves them to give their side of the story if they really didn't do something. So they should want to, you know, give their side of the story. Um, but if you're going to ask questions, then they're entitled to a union rep. But they've got to ask for it, and they've got to want the union there. The union doesn't actually have an entitlement to be there unless the employee requests them. So you couldn't call the union. And again, some master labor agreements might mistakenly have this in there, but you know they don't have a right to be in there unless the employee requests it. So you can't, you know, jump jump ahead and say, "Oh, let me just invite the union." before I even or at the same time because the, the employee might not want them there um, sometimes they don't like the union um, but it's you know so for a wine garden meeting for it to count you've got to be asking questions so if if you're just telling them something or issuing a reprimand or counseling them or you know maybe even issuing a proposal letter they don't get to demand a union rep because you're not asking questions, you're telling them something. You know, what I mean? I'm 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 counseling you, or I'm telling you you've done something wrong, or I'm issuing you a reprimand, or I'm proposing a reprimand, or proposing a suspension. Um, you know, if, as long as there's not you asking them questions, they're not entitled to a union rep. 
So, you know, they can take that proposal and give it to the union and, you know, seek that union, you know, um, representation, but they're not required for the meeting. And if they demand a union rep, just in the meeting and email them the proposal. I mean, that's, you know, that's going to happen where they're going to be belligerent and think that, you know, them not signing that they received it means anything. So be ready for that. But um, it, it is tricky when you want to do an investigatory meeting um, because, you know, so what I like to do is schedule the meeting and just tell them in the meeting, this is an investigatory meeting in, in reference to you know, your conduct yesterday or in reference to, um, you know, and, uh, you know, generally you'll tell them generally what it's about. So the term investigatory meeting kind of signals to them that this is one of those meetings where I'm going to be asking you questions that may lead to discipline. So you don't have to say, I'm doing an investigatory meeting, you have the right to a union rep. You don't have to. And me, I don't really see a problem with telling them about their union, um, you know, their union rights. I, for some reason, some managers don't want to do that and encourage it. But I, you know, they a lot of times managers will ask me, do I have to say it? The answer is no. But you want to signal to them what this is. Because don't have like, oh, I've, I've had managers do this where they say, oh, we're, we're going to do a one-on-one -on -one tomorrow. And then in the one-on-one, -on -one, you start asking him questions about an incident. And halfway through it, they're like, whoa, wait a minute. What is this? And they realize you're doing an investigatory meeting. They get all pissed off. Now that, that contentious piece comes in. And to me, you've kind of done it in a shady way where you're like almost afraid to have the union there. And I, to me, that sends the wrong signal. I think if you, you're confident as a manager, you shouldn't care if the union's there. So, you know, be upfront. Hey, I'm scheduling an investigatory meeting related to yesterday's incident. Um, and you can say, you know, hey, you have the right to a union rep. If you if you do want one, it's, you know, I'm scheduling this for two days. You know, you have a reasonable amount of time to get one. You can do that, but you don't have to. So you can let them bring it up. Um, but it, with not mentioning the union in the email or in the, in the invite, you, you give them an out for having to reschedule this thing if during the investigatory meeting you start asking questions and they're like, wait a minute, you're going to suspend me. I want a union rep. And, and now you've got to reschedule it because not that you don't have to if you mention the union, but it, it makes it harder if you mention it in the email, hey, you have the right to a union rep. So it there's a lot of pieces that you're going to have to read your master labor agreement to kind of know what's been negotiated. But in general, I encourage you to, to give them their union right, you know, um, their, their rights to a union rep. And at the very least, let them know what this meeting is, that you're going to be asking questions, may lead to discipline. That's the, the Weingarten requirement, is that the employees should reasonably believe that, you know, what they're saying might be you know uh, you're, you might consider pursuing discipline and they have to request the union um, representation so and and it has to be you asking questions so again performance meetings those aren't wine guard meetings because you're 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 not talking about 
and they're not even formal meetings because you're not talking about uh, um, um, uh, conditions of employment. You're talking about their specific performance, so they don't have a right to a union rep. Again, you're going to have an employee that starts griping and they want a union rep in the performance meeting. To me, if you're a confident manager, who cares? In fact, if, if they're a good union, they'll, they won't even show up. They'll be like, is a performance meeting. We're not we're going to get get involved in this. But be confident and say, yeah, yeah, if you want a union rep, I don't really care. Like, go ahead and bother the union uh, as I'm giving them, your, you know, counseling uh, you on your performance. Um, but technically, they don't have the right to have them there. And, um, and if the employee refuses, don't get mad. Don't, you know, you can't do that, that kind of crap. Just email them what you were going to say, and now they're put on notice about their performance. So it, it kind of, if they don't want the meeting about their performance, just put it in an email. Now they, they've officially been counseled, and you can put in there that you refuse. But, it, you know, this is just that management style piece that I've, I've went into in a different episode that be confident if they want to, you know, be clever and try to say, like, I'm not doing this thing and without a union rep wine garden and, and you're like, oh wait, I'm not asking questions. It's to me it's like put it in an email. You know what I mean? Like be confident that you don't care that, you know, they they refuse or, you know, technically can they refuse it? Well no. Technically can you do discipline for them fit refusing to have a performance meeting? Sure, but you know, it, it behooves them to be in that meeting where they can ask clarifying questions and, and, and more about their performance. If they don't want to take advantage of that, email them the counseling and, and keep it moving, is my opinion. But um, So Wine Garden meeting, you're asking questions. Um, you know, you've know, you kind of given them a heads up that it's an investigatory meeting. Uh, they've requested a union rep, so you stop asking questions because you can't use anything once they say that, so what's the point? Um, you reschedule it. Uh, or d- cancel it altogether. Like I said, you don't need an investigatory meeting to do discipline. If you have enough evidence and to, to meet the elements of the charge, you know you don't need their side technically, unless you know that's been agreed upon by the union and the agency. But um, you know, know this wine garden stuff because you'll do discipline. And if the employee argues, I didn't have a union rep, and I asked for one, and you refused. And I, I've seen managers refuse union reps when the employee really didn't have the right to it, right? Let's say it's a performance meeting or a, a meeting about something and it, you're not asking questions and it's or you're not pursuing discipline. It don't get, just don't get in the habit of refusing a union rep. It, to me, it makes you look weak, that you're almost afraid of the union. I, I, I consider it, you know, I think you, you, you have that management authority more if you just go yeah sure have a union rep there that to me gets you that better result of that confident indifference that leadership of you're in charge and no you're not afraid of the union you want the union in there fine now you're encumbering a union steward and you know if the the employee is going to end up pissing off the union i've seen that happen a lot where you know they're they're in all these meetings but um but yeah, they, they're not entitled to a union rep if it's not a wine garden meeting. If you're not asking questions, if it might not, you know, if you're not considering discipline, but if the employee reasonably believes, which that's really hard to prove, 
they're just going to say it. So just let them have a union rep. You know, schedule it. Tell them it's a vestigatory meeting. Or you schedule a performance meeting and they, they get all like, you know, crazy and they're like, I want a union rep. Just say yeah. You know what I mean? It, what's the difference? If, if you're doing it correctly, who cares if the union rep is there? Because if the union rep gets disruptive, you can, you know, cancel the meeting and send the email. You know, so you're, you're in control as the manager in all of this. The union's going to be there and they're going to pretend like they're in control. And, and this is where, as a new manager, this is going to be something you're going to have to figure out. But the union's not in charge of these meetings. It's your meeting. You're running the meeting. So if, you know, the union can, in an investigatory meeting, the union can ask questions. They can help the employee clarify. They're not allowed to tell the employee you can't, you know, don't answer that. They're not like lawyers. The employee actually has to participate in an investigatory meeting. They have to answer your questions. They're not allowed to like. There's no. There's no Fifth Amendment when it comes to a federal employee in an investigatory meeting. They don't have the right to. You know, I'm not answering that as it may incriminate me. There's none of that, and the union can't tell them that. They can't say no. I'm refuse. You know, don't answer that or interfere in any way. They can't answer it for them. So the union is supposed to. You know, they can ask questions. They can kind of uh, help with the employee remembering certain things and like, oh, didn't you do this? Didn't you do that? That's, you know, perfectly fine. But um, if they're inappropriate, you can end the meeting. Um, that meeting is really for the employee to give their side and answer questions. But, you know, if they did it, they're probably not going to want to answer it. And if they don't, you know, that's a charge too. But to me, it's not worth it. You, you know, go for whatever the event was. So I, I hope this helps. Um, Wine Garden meetings, it's 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 good. You know, if you want to do discipline, you got to kind of ha- know how that works. And the, you start with the, the collective bargaining agreement. What did you guys agree on with the union and the agency? Because you got to make sure that, that you stick to that or you're not going to be able to do discipline. So that's the key there. Uh, reach out to your HR guy. They can help you with the, the specifics, or just read the labor agreement yourself. So hope this helps. That's Weingard means that that's part three of, of the union. Next time, we're going to go over uh, administrative grievances, um, election year, PMAP stuff. Oh, yeah. The union on election year. Uh, we'll go get into that next time. Thank you. Have a question for the HR guy. Send it to federalsense at gmail.com.